<laughs> which is also short for testicles. Yeah, so you just cough. So. Oh, perfect. Test is one, two. Yep, yep. yep one, two. <laughs> Three, four, five. Oh, excellent. Who's your Nicobolica? <laughs> yep, we're all good to go. All material for the future intro sound clip. Are we good? Do we have sound? Do yeah, I have sound? You do. Do speak I have sound? Do I have to speak? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's perfect, actually. All good. Video's rolling, everything. Mm -hmm. We're rolling. Rolling. Rolling, rolling. Excellent. Oh, I was thinking more like writing in the deep. Write it down. I know. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. Welcome to this week's episode of uh, this bloody podcast. Where, um, well, this is this is a little bit of a, like an introduction episode because we, we don't have like a, a long time to film, record things today. I'm just drawing a bit on David here and getting him ready for Matt to take over. But the introduction is basically... Uh, this is David, because uh, David will be back, because we have so much fucking weird shit to talk about every time he's here, um, from weird uh, arcade games to Viking pages on Facebook to whatever the fuck came into our head last week, um, to past relationships. We also got weird history. I, I, th I feel, I think that I like... I we used have, to date. We used to date. No. <laughs> Almost. I mean, it was a bit of a weird breakup that we had. It could have been a relationship. Oh, yeah, so, that's um, a story. I kind of feel like I have legitimate. I could legitimately have reasons to dislike David, but he's too likable. I love him too much to dislike him. Um, but yeah, things got fucking weird at a point. Um, and now we're back together again. Like a tenacious D song. Um, David also has what is... Undoubtedly, the world's largest god mask tattooed on him, even though some will dispute it because they don't know how to measure square footage on the uh, the, the, the 3D form of the human being, which is hilarious and an ever-recurring uh, subject. We'll never let it go. It's it all started from uh, a little Facebook group called Nordic Tattoo. So um, I set the group up because, believe it or not, back then, I couldn't really find anything. Um, to satisfy my need to see cool tattoo art, uh, Nordic tattoo art. Too lazy to Google. Oh wait, I'm going to pause you because I forgot something. In the studio, we have John Hanning on the screen, we have Haywood, the other editor. Hello. Um, we'll undoubtedly have input, like Rebecca, hiding in the other corner with a Pikachu t-shirt that I'm still fucking curious Do you about. like it? So, Pikachu. It's, do you know the artist uh, Daniel Arsham? No. Oh, you'll love his stuff. He's amazing. He does beautiful sculptures. He's an incredible artist. And yeah, he did this collaboration. Um, he was the only person who was allowed access to the um, Pokemon archives. Holy shit. And yeah, it's a little collaboration really cool. t-shirt. With the text Crystal Pikachu, I'm thinking Crystal Meth Pikachu. But, um, <laughs> he does yeah. look a bit erratic, to be lively. fair. A little frazzled around yeah. the edges. I will show you Daniel Arshin. Cool. You'll have to. Yeah. And somewhere around the room, we have uh, Adam hiding with a camera trying to get behind the scenes shots. So that was a, an introduction to the room. Let's go back to the introduction of why the fuck we know each other. Yeah, so um, I have this group. Um, I ain't got loads of knowledge in tattooing or Norse mythology, to be honest. It's just um, an interest that was sparked. And you came along and helped, helped me with any sort of advice I needed and to get on the right track and to discover all the right tattooists. I started out by telling you off, didn't I? You were using my imagery without telling me. Oh yeah, and I used like loads because my ADHD came into play and I hyper-focused. Not another one, <laughs> yeah, not I, another one. I hyper-focused all over the Nordic tattoo and it was like, Peter's work, it's amazing. And I just shared a load, a load of it. <laughs> so yeah, so 
we uh, that's how we got into contact, and then all weirdness happened in the world. It was like oh, COVID, COVID times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, Matt. Hello. Hey, Hi, Matt. Morning. Hey. Come on. Um, yeah, COVID yeah. happened. My relationship fell to pieces with the mother of my child. We chatted a lot about life. Yep. Through all of that. And, and the group we were also doing the New Age Viking. And, and then I started. Well, yeah. Well, the story behind that is kind of interesting because um, Nordic Tattoo exploded, which I thought exploded like thirty thousand. To me, that were exploding, and um, and then a lot of people wanted sort of Viking lifestyle of today. You know, this varied in different ways from tattoos to dressing up to following the spirituality, like heathenism and things like that. And I thought, well, I don't really want that on the tattoo page, but I, I think this is an interesting subject for everyone. So I set up New Age Viking. And it was really for people of today who have some connection to Viking culture, whether it's just something they like or, you know, heritage or whatever. And then that really exploded. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's real life or where it's... Give me a hug. I know exactly what I'm waiting for. Okay, <laughs> how are you doing, dude? <laughs> the part where you walked in and I said, we're recording, that was the hint telling you that we're recording. I didn't hear it that. Couldn't, he needs a big day hold, you know? That's it's all right. It's a tattoo studio. It happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not criticising you. I'm just telling you I did give you a very verbal memo as you walked in. Anyways, David is also the reason that this Matt and I... He's also the reason that Matt and I work together and even know each other, yeah. because he started this project yeah. on the arms and has since then helped me stab David's belly a bazillion times. <laughs> and many other people, yeah? Yes. yeah. I, I always put, always put you down to you. You're all the reason I'm here. So. Yeah. Because I bullied you into getting a sleeve. <laughs> yeah, so that really, really with Matt tattooing me sparked that interest, which got me in touch with Peter. We became friends. I'm also friends with Matt, and then everything just kind of came together where I introduced you two good souls, because I just knew you'd get on. And uh, now you work together, yeah. which is awesome. And I've got to say, your podcast is amazing. Well, and yeah. glad you're yeah. on it then. Yeah. So, Make it more amazing. So there I am. <laughs> How many so, sessions have you had now on the, on the God Mask? Wow. I mean, it's a day session each time, but I don't know. What? Five, six? Yeah. Maybe somewhere around there. Yeah, we only do like day sessions because you're not that far away, are you? You're down. Yeah, in, just a few hours. What the fuck is it called? Where you live? Uh, Mansfield in Nottinghamshire. Yeah, yeah. So you live down where I started my invasion of England. True. Uh, when I was eighteen, I moved to Nottinghamshire. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but it was weird as fuck. I've just checked on the calendar. This will be the seventh. Seven. Is it? Wow. Time flies. Had you ever envisioned getting your stomach tattoo? No. Uh, when I looked at Peter's work, obviously I was in awe of it. It was amazing. And at that stage then, I couldn't envision that I was going to get worked on by Peter and by Matt, both of them. Yeah. Um, and to be here now, um, it's just, well, it's just amazing. It, it, you know, as we know, your viewers may not know the history, but there's been some body shaming, you know, when I felt, because obviously I'm overweight. Um, but what's tough for me about that is I used to be very athletic. I used to do mixed martial arts. I was one of the first in this country to do it. I trained in America, you know. Um, but the tattoo has given me confidence. And, you know, that's got to be a positive thing. Yeah. You know, because, you, you know, I don't want to go too deep, but do it. When, you, when you used to be, <laughs> when you used to be um, 
have a good body and then later in life you get a dad bod that turns to extremely overweight yeah it can make you feel quite depressed yeah you know and conscious and you don't even want to go to someone invites you out and you don't want to go out because you think oh i'm not going to look so good because what i want to be wearing and then you can't get clothes to fit that you like you know um and that can make you feel really sad and down but then when you're getting something amazing there's great art on your body now when i look in a mirror i still have those issues but now when i look in a mirror i have a big smile on my face you're not the first person who said that because we had um another client she had part of her stomach tattooed as well and she was talking to me about it being reclaiming that part of her body which had been like shrouded in some shame was now something that she loved and she was celebrating and i never understood that tattoos could do that but it yeah. seems like such a powerful tool for that reclamation yeah definitely it's taking control yeah. over yourself like it's the same as going to the gym really you go and actively do something to be in charge of how you look it might not be that you're shedding all the weight that you want to shed but you're morphing yourself, transforming yourself into the person that you would like to be and mm -hmm. like to look like. And I, I always say that like, whenever I get tattooed, I don't feel like I'm changing. I feel like I'm becoming more myself um, because I don't feel like I'm putting something on. It's just like peeling away this outer annoying layer that's not meant to be there. But I mean, I, I get it. Like if, if, like David, like you were saying, like you used to be in peak shape and an athlete i think that's what makes it that bit harder you know and so you get yeah. you kind of like get used to having that and then when it starts going away i can imagine it's it could yeah. and it could easily spiral right because yeah. it just chips away at the confidence and then you do you feel like there was a point where you kind of surrendered to like right this isn't me now i'm just gonna there is change um, shape if you like you always think you know i want to get back to what i used to be and i, I will never stop thinking that because it's good for health reasons of course i should try and lose weight i understand that yeah um but for me i was training five hours a day six days a week when i was at my peak for many years and i trained i did this for 18 years the actual mixed martial arts before i packed in the reason i packed in is i had children i used to teach as well and i had children um, and I wanted to dedicate my time for them and it meant doing different shifts and focusing on my career to earn money for, you know, for my family. Um, but I've always had an appetite of, I, I, I like the wrong foods. Yeah, really. But when my metabolism was relying on all the fitness, I just burnt it all away. Um, and then I just stopped suddenly and I just piled the weight on very fast. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, it kind of like put it to the back of my mind and then I was suffering from depression, work-related and things like that. And I was comfort eating. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. working nights for 10 years. Yeah, there's so many things that contribute. Figured out eventually that I got sleep apnea. Um, that's led, I've led to having uh, type 2 diabetes. I don't want this podcast to be about my health, but I'm trying to paint a picture that lots of thing, contributing factors come to me, not only putting weight on, but then at the point I'm at now where I struggle to lose it. Yeah, right. Um, I know how to lose it. I've done sports science. I used to be a coach. You know, I've trained myself and other people to look amazing. And I have that in my head where I'd still love to do that. I will say that the tattoo um, motivates me, yeah. makes me train. Um, I am in a bit of a phase in my life now where I'm currently building up. I've got like my own sort of TikTok um, and I'm sort of funding that and working a lot of hours. But the, the idea is when that's finished that I can, you know, really get heavy in the gym. So it's always there. I don't give up on that, you know. Um, 
Yeah, and the huge. Sorry, go on. No, it's been one of the the more insane parts of this the the tattoo part of this journey. Every time we post your tattoo, every time we post what is one of my fucking masterpieces, there are so many people who's like, "Oh, this is amazing," and then there's like a little handful of jackasses who's like, (laughs) "Oh man, you should maybe hit the gym and not hit the burgers." And it's the perfect way for us to tell people to fuck off, like just block, because. You know, if you're into body shaming, you may fuck off this planet. Um, it was one of the big things that happened on the New Age Viking page that we now run. Um, that's another, another, apart for another podcast episode where there was this couple, they were getting married and the woman was, you know, she was a heavy woman. And the body shaming that happened was just unacceptable in every fucking way. So we called that out and it's all been... It's been very much a theme, and it's very much a theme that I would like to have focus on for the rest of the time that I'm going to be working with people's bodies. And people can look however the fuck they want. And it's not for you to come along and go like, oh, you should get hit the fucking gym. They probably know. Like, yeah. They probably know they should eat healthier and all that stuff. It's not, it's, I mean, I've, I've been a much heavier person than I am now. I was aware all the time that I should lose that weight. It's not like you're ignorant to your own body shape. Thing is, it's none of your fucking business if you're not the person. I mean, sure, if you're the partner and you're concerned about your partner's health, of course, have a sensible dialogue. But that whole body shaming bullshit, what the fuck is yeah, wrong with you? It's not right, is it? How, how do you take it? How do you take it, David, when you see those comments? Um, now. It was more hurtful in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying this, the tattoo journey's really helped me because I've even on my own TikTok done kickboxing with my top off and things. And yeah. I know how it looks, but I'm, it's my way of kind of saying, live with it. I've got, I'm like, own, you, own. you deal with it, you know? Yeah, but right. you know, it is, eating the wrong foods is, and comfort eating, it's a, it is addic- addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a smoker, I can stop smoking and I'm not got pe- many people around me that smoke. If I were, if I was drinking, you know, it's a case of avoiding that. With food, you've got every to event, every holiday, you know, I, I'll start a diet and I'll I lost ten kg on my last attempt, and then it's like a two week holiday at Christmas, yeah. you know, and everyone would be like, yeah, well, just be strict, and it's hard, you know, it, life can sometimes be a little bit tough, and if you if you've that's your coping mechanism, like anyone with any addiction. It's a real thing, I've, uh, you know. Yeah, not to cut you off, but it's it's like, um, you know, if someone's got a drinking problem, you can go sober, you can go teetotal. If someone's mm-hmm. got a problem with drugs, you can go teetotal. Exactly. But with the addiction to food, yeah. you still need to feed yourself daily. Exactly. So yeah. you're always kind of like, you, you the, the chances of getting triggered and falling back into it yeah it's there every day yeah, and there's so much stigma as, as well so like we live in a society that's inherently fat phobic yeah but yeah. we'll all know um they're like you hear it all the time someone says to you oh you know i'm not going to eat that i'm on diet mm. then there's shame there as well because people are like, oh just this one time have a bit of cake you'll be fine so it's like you'll be mm-hmm. in these situations where you might be trying to actively diet yeah and then you've got people around you maybe trying to steer you away from it whereas if it was alcohol and you were sober they wouldn't do that they don't, yeah. even, have to, they don't even have to say it i mean i can i can have a really good day where i've eaten healthily all day and then 
come home and my wife has made an amazing vegan bolognese and she does that very very well <laughs> and is there in the pot smelling nicely and it was for the kids and her and she knows that I'm meant to eat something else but I can't keep my fucking fingers on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been made with love, so you want it yeah. a little bit more, you know. Yeah. And that's, so, it's not to take anything away from, you know, anyone else has any other addiction. It's just, it's a very complicated addiction in that way. Yeah, definitely. That's, that every addiction has its, you know, its shadow. And I'm going to say that this, that's the shadow of this. You, you can't avoid eating. And if, if you're compelled to eat that way, it's very hard to change that habit. Yeah. I know I've, it can be done, but it, it's really tough. I find it interesting as well how people have like judgments towards people that are struggling with food more than, mm-hmm. you know, if someone can drink a lot, they're almost like celebrated. Yeah, lads, but, and, legends. And you, can't, and you can't see it on the surface, so it's, it's judged less. Mm-hmm. But then if someone's overweight, then it's almost like people feel they've got a, a, a green light to judge on that. Because yeah, they can see it. And also then, and like, I think the they, there's such a linear reason for it as well. They just assume it's because you're lazy and you can't yeah, pass. Yeah, it's yeah, Nothing else. It's a reductive. Yeah. It's fucking, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and physical health, overweight and all that. It's so tied into mental health. Mm-hmm. And Any addiction. COVID, COVID kind of proved that we, uh, we all have mental health issues and we, it mm-hmm. get, gets worse when the world fucks up like that so and, and COVID I mean it put me in hospital and it affected my lungs where I've got like the lungs of a 75 year old now right. um, it, it, it really did take me off my feet for a good year um, so there's all you know there's all these different sort of aspects to, to, to my health currently but that's my story but I'm happy to talk about it and I'm happy to share it with people and I know what's right and that is to change your diet to get healthy and you live longer and everything else of course I know yeah that. That's the um, thing, though, isn't it? It's not about yeah. n- not being aware. It's not it's about all. the actual... Yeah, and I think there's this the difference prob- as well the, because the, the, society looks at it from the point of view of it being aesthetic. Mm. Whereas I actually think it's like what you said, it's health and it's vitality, and those should be the predictors for it, not like, oh, you know, you want to go on holiday and... Yeah, you know, look, right? It's, about it's always about for this, and people celebrate it as well. So then when you've lost weight... Like, oh my god, you look amazing. Yeah, right. It's never like, how do you feel? Are you okay? Um, how was the journey for you? It's always just like, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've seen loads of people on social media talk about it. Um, people who have had cancer didn't know and they've lost weight. Yeah. And people have been like, Oh, you look so well. Yeah. They have, and they have cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like we we perceive so detached from the... Yeah, that for health. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I actually see people that have a larger frame really attractive, you know, male and female. I think that yeah, it yeah. looks beautiful. But I understand it is good to have an healthy lifestyle. Of course, I understand that. So you should, I want to promote that. Um, but it's just when people leave like, you know, these terrible, these comments, you just think, well, you know, why why do people have to be that way? You know, it's, isn't it better to try and just encourage someone in a positive way and motivate them? Like, I, I, I he's do. doing a tattoo on me. That's motivating me, you know, because yeah. I'm starting to change the way I look um, in wow. that way, you know, skin deep, and then it makes me want to do more with my body. Mm-hmm. Not to, like, um, justify it from people, but I do think that the people that leave those hate comments, that there must be some struggle that they're going through for mm-hmm. them to feel well, like definitely. it's definitely. okay yeah. to say that nasty shit. Mm-hmm. And especially when you see some some trolls where they'll throw out a comment and they're not even invested. They don't care. 
And the words that they're saying, they probably don't even believe. It's just very surface level. And the target and could be anyone. Exactly. And then they go on to the next one. And I'm, I'm, I bet if like you followed a troll, they would be throwing out these comments to dozens of accounts and then just waiting for a reaction. It's mm -hmm. like a hook, right? And then it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna. We've got one. We've got some energy here to suck out of someone. Well, when when I was running the group, we used to get this not just aimed at me, but at everyone. You got the trolls. Mm. I don't. I'd sometimes be curious. I'd have a look at their own page, uh, Facebook page, or whatever. And nine times out of ten, it was just a fake account. There was nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they set these accounts up, but they don't want anyone to be able to like hit back at them. Not that that's right, but they don't want anyone to hit back at them. But that, so there's no photos, nothing personal. It's just literally like a fake account. They're consciously get, actively being a troll. Yeah, like they, they probably know that their, their their account will get deleted. It's a hobby. Or blocked. Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> hobby. That yeah. is like it's it's so sick. But then I mean, you know, if you're like super woke. Uh, is that their addiction? Is that their, do you no, know what I mean? It will is be. that like yeah, it's possible, like right? got a terrible life? Yeah, something something's happened for them to yeah. want to like do this. Of course, I'm I not mean, saying it's right. I'm saying I like the, 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 the issue is, yeah. and everyone has a motive, you know. Yeah. But what what I want to add is, I went from it, find it quite upsetting to seeing the numbers on my group go up, mm. um, and in turn gave me an opportunity to you know to, to be to, to get to know Peter and then in turn getting tattooed so as crazy as it sounds it actually brought me some good fortune yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and overall I mean between the two of us we've now created a platform where we through social media do a hell of a lot of well let's call it social justice we speak mm. out about these things and we can actually make a difference especially in I mean no offense ladies and gentlemen but there's a lot of toxicity in the whole Nordic Viking mm -hmm environment you're not doing it right you got the wrong tattoo you got the wrong body you're not throwing enough axes and shouting odin enough in the forest yeah, kind of bullshit. yeah um it is really tiring and it's it's wonderful that we've built something where we can talk about these things try to educate people and you know create a little bit of enlightenment in it yeah well when i when i came up with the idea of the new age viking group the, what was in my mind is what is a new age viking and this can be many things and many walks in life. And what I wanted was a community where everyone is like, excuse me for this, but like a brother and sister, you know, not everyone likes that term, but it's, it's kind of like everyone um, could pull together and learn from each other and have this fantastic hub of sort of modern day Vikings. Mm -hmm. I know Vikings is Raider and all that, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but one of the things that did sort of like throw me back from being so enthusiastic with it was the fact that there was a lot of negativity in the community um, and everyone had their opinion of what a new age Viking is and some people felt that their way was the only way to be you know um, I don't know and I, I'm not sure if it's I'm sure there's a lot of that in the Nordic culture but I wonder if it's more of a reflection of like humanity itself because mm -hmm. you can go to lots of different groups that are like completely separate topics and you see that toxic kind of those toxic traits coming up time and time again and it's I think it's like I think it's a lot of hobby scenarios and, and jobs that come from hobbies especially yeah I, I, I know it's in the tattoo industry but I know it's also in you know I've been involved in um, you know working with dogs and, um, and martial arts and various things and you get you meet a hell of a lot of good people but mm. you do get a lot of negativity as well and a lot of that comes from jealousy and being competitive yeah. and 
fighting for every, I mean the dream is for everyone I think is to have a career in something that you're passionate about turning the hobby into a into a paid profession um, but with that people want to hold it really close to the heart yeah right yeah and I think a lot of people find it difficult to be happy for other people you know if they if they get nothing out of it other than just acknowledging yeah. that someone else is doing well mm-hmm but people that's a nice dong there Adam <laughs> Adam oh, just headbutted head. yeah, <laughs> you just said that Adam has a nice dong <laughs> dong not schlong dong is also good. dong I was going to say it is, is dong is another well. name for yeah. schlong well, innocence yes. has a lot of names it's a surprising thing yeah. for the input from the yeah. younger member of the studio <laughs> the rest of us are too old to know that penises have a lot of slang but it's definitely in the... hmm? what is that sarcasm yes <laughs> <laughs> you definitely see a lot of uh, toxicity in the tattoo industry as well oh, oh my god Jesus Adam. oh my god Adam. maybe walk away from the left just do a feature of Adam <laughs> donging his head outtakes I mean to be fair these lamps are just dinted from all the times that we've all walked into them so no worries there exactly yeah, the tattoo industry and body shaming and so there was actually a time in my career where I actively started looking for larger clients because I did not want my social media and my page and my portfolio to be permeated by only fit people and it's a thing a lot of fit people will go for the big tattoos and like on on the torso and all these things and people who are heavier will not because they're shy about it and at the same time i saw a lot of tattoo artists in the studios i've worked in around the world do large body work but not really post it because they didn't want to promote clients that were bigger they didn't want to spread that out there because it doesn't sell as well and when i see if i post a photo where there is any type of excess human on the photo it was for a long time quite likely to get less likes, less traction than someone who's fit, someone who's a hunk or a babe or whatever fucking term you want to use. Um, hunk might be something else. Hunky babe. Nineties. I don't know. Hunky babe. I'm, I'm a little bit mentally outdated. I like to be referred to as a cuddly teddy bear. And so you are. <laughs> You're one of the most huggable people I know. You um, little teddy bear. But. That's a fucking issue when social media sells less because the canvas, the motive, uh, the, the what the fuck is it called on a, the fo- the photo is of someone who's heavier, and then you get less traction. But that's social media anyway because think how many you know if you post a photo, particularly women of a certain size, structure, mm. and then the tattoo, you know that photo will do well. Yeah. You're, you're and that's the same as like bikini shots and everything like that. You can see how people go along that journey because it gets the most engagement. You only yeah, have to yeah, walk yeah. into the high street and go and look at clothes and then look what size to go up to. I, mean, I like a lot of like sort of skatewear, like Dickies jeans and things like that, and try and find them in a shopping mall, you know. It's uh, it's not easy, not even online. And people that are larger still want to dress nice, but yeah, there's something in the industry, and in, in, well, something in general. Um, it is a problem. I think I think social media is getting better though. It's like you know the King Kardashian era is fizzling out a little bit mm-hmm. with like the perfect. 
But it's getting worse People now because like, there's a massive resurgence of 90s, 2000s fashion. So like fashion comes in kind of like 20 year cycles. And that was the time of like heroin chic. Mm. So everything was about mm. being, that's a correct term. That is a correct, it is a correct term. It's still a laughable Yeah, but yeah. the first time around they, they use that in the, the, yeah. in the fashion industry. It was so heroin that, chic. And it's really problematic now as well because even something like <laughs> low rise jeans are really in fashion. Mm. And for women wearing low rise jeans, you have to be really thin because that's what the look is and so we've gone from this kim kardashian like sculpted version Mm. and now it's going like ultra skinny again and i know people are very concerned about it because like what have we learned really if we're just gonna start doing this again and again i know right it's like when women have had children you know some have a lot of trouble getting off that weight Mm. and it affects the body shape and you know yeah no and like that um, can make people feel really you know, con- uh, body conscious uh, mm-hmm. because they go to su- they go to shopping center or whatever, and they're looking for some clothes, and they they can't find the right fit, and it takes them ages to find the right. And it's, I don't know many many women out there that suffer from that same issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's interesting though because it's definitely spoken about more from a female perspective, but it's really interesting having it from a male perspective as well. And like you said, why would you not want to dress well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know that shouldn't mm-hmm. be like. Right, no, and to it, be able to have access to clothes that you want to wear, and then when you think of the size. the shame that it's coupled with, like I think a lot of men do stay quiet about mm-hmm. it because it's mm-hmm. like you don't want to be vocal about these issues, mm-hmm. and it's it's a fucking shame, really. Because your common response is, "We'll lose some weight." Then. I know, mm-hmm. I know, yeah. right? As if it's that easy, yeah. though. It's like I, someone being addicted to drugs saying, "We'll just stop taking them." Though. Yeah, like as yeah. if it's a choice that anyone yeah. becomes addicted to something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know there's a lack of compassion in this planet. Yeah. And understanding. But that's what this is all about, right? Like spreading that awareness. Because if, mm-hmm. you know, if one person starts watching this podcast with their judgments and then, you know, within 20 minutes they start thinking, oh, shit. It's not as it's not simple. Ju- it's as... not as simple as just stop eating. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'll look back at this and there will be a part of me that will cringe because I've got my top off and I'm overweight. Um, you know, I suffer from like forms of anxiety and things like that. And mm. it's, it takes a lot of confidence or a lot, you know, a lot of courage, not even confidence, mm. a lot of courage, standing in front of a camera with your top off. You would be in a funny position. You know? And then and then talking <laughs> and, about and then it. To- and then being so open uh, about this. But the reason that's important to me is, is an attempt to make, to spread awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people it, to openly answer the questions when people are like well why don't you just stop eating well actually it is a form of an addiction it's a coping mechanism and it's formed from depression and other things in my case I'm an individual case so I can't tell my story but hopefully it sheds some light and understanding and also promotes the fact that my tattoo still looks cool no matter what yeah, right. yeah. in fact I'm in the uh, you know the god mass challenge I've got the largest one on the planet <laughs> on the planet and I challenge anyone to, to try and compete with us. That's a great way to, for people to embrace yeah, their bellies, right? Get the biggest get god mask. Get the biggest mask. god mask you can. Yeah. 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 So I, was, uh, I was at a, a barber's last week, had a, a beard trim, and I was talking to the guy who was doing it. He was a large statue as well. And I was encouraging, all his issues were old school, and I was encouraging him, referring to my mate Sivan in, in Geneva, who he does like old school tattoos, but upscaled. I just get like a massive schooner, like a massive ship on your gut. 
<laughs> just own the fact that you're yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Fuck what are you like? Ah, oh, maybe I want to wait a little bit before. That's a common one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Just do it. Just yeah. get something fucking epic. We've had it with yours or two. A lot of people are like, well, what if he loses weight? Mm. Deal with that when that comes. Yeah, then we'll lose the weight. Yeah. 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 It's all right. It, it, and then in, you can do a video on how to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's say it takes you five years. Yeah. Why should you not be happy with your tattoos for those five years? Just mm-hmm. fucking do it. When Peter proposed the, the idea of the God mask, I'm guessing it was Peter that brought up the idea. Well, it, yeah, okay. totally. I what mean, was I your trust, like initial design? And it's a Yotun as well, which is a, basically a giant. Um, which I've got a giant belly, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I swear down since that's been there, I feel more hungry. <laughs> do, do, <laughs> do you remember how you felt that initial moment when Peter suggested the the huge god mask? It, it was empowering. Yeah. So it, I feel well. It, I like my stomach for that now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you you couldn't create a tattoo like this without it. I, I mean, now right. I well, so exactly. it wouldn't work. Aesthetically, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would be a bodysuit. Yeah. Would, <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, it would be a bodysuit. Right. But that's the thing; it would never look as epic. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And and now um, I can't get drunk without um, the Yutton being released. Yeah, and he talks. nice. Nice. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am the other. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah. but I love that he's uh, been he does, personified he out, yeah. as well. Yeah, he's now. become his own entity. Yeah. But it is a bit like embracing it and owning it, as Peter says, you know. Um, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Just own it. It is what it is. And then if things change, they change. And if not, I've got this cool, massive tattoo. So great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cool story. Yeah. One of the reasons I wanted to do a Jotun mask and not as a god was because I see you very much with the same mindset as me. I've always identified more more of a troll, not the internet one, than as, well, even as human. I've got this thing, I'm attracted to nature, I'm attracted to the primal, I want balance, I want, I want to go back to roots of where we came from. And most humans don't want that. We all want our phones and our social media and fast food and all these things. I would fucking live in a cave if I could. Same. Um, and I know you share that, and we have so many things in common. So it, to me, it felt very, uh, very right to, to use uh, a Yutnar as the motif on you, and not one of the more civilized fucking gods. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been more rebellious as well, and you know, there you go. It's not <laughs> yeah compliant to very much against the grain. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so this has been epic, you know, and it's like. I'm, and I'm into so many things. I've got so many interests now. The zest for life and the monkey on my sh- on my back is has been the depression and everything. And I have their moments, but generally, I'm a happy go lucky kind of guy. I have so many passions, so many interests. As I mentioned earlier, I'm very ADHD with everything. I, I hyper focus on each thing, yeah. and I keep coming back to it, you know. Um, and it's just really like. It, it, it's good to sort of. I think this tattoo sort of shows my character a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, didn't interrupt you. By Sorry, just moving the camera around. <laughs> so professional here. But I just want to. I want to say to you guys, like I was watching the last uh, this bloody podcast, and the, you was coming up with different questions, you know, about spirituality and and all these and, and all these different things, and it was just so fascinating to watch. And I just wanted to like. Add my little bit to each. Ooh, each yes, yes please you know? do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned with you know, sort of death row and everything. So we'll oh, start. Yes. We'll start heavier. 
Yes. Uh, and you mentioned Peter. <laughs> Peter, do the face again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close up of that. <laughs> and you were talking about Damon Eccles. Yeah. Um, and I've been following Damon Eccles because uh, he's known as a magician now. Uh, okay. To the stars and everything. And I, I follow magic and I practice magic. And I've used him as a big inspiration, read his, his book and everything. So then we're being confused. We're not talking sleight of hand and like card no, tricks. No, magic with a K. The esoteric. Yes. Uh, high magic. Yeah. So ritualistic, uh, lesser banishing ritual, that kind of thing. Um, and his story is really fascinating, you know. He was wrongly accused. And it looks like it was a, a police officer in the area that did wrong by these, these young boys. Right. To the point where he's even put money behind doing the DNA tests and, and trying to track this person. But in the actual state, they're not allowing them to go forward with it. So it's taking them to court to, to try and do this. Yeah. And it just shows the corruption in the system. You know, that's just one sort of example of that. Um, but his story is fascinating. He had people like Eddie Vedder, uh, Peter Jackson, you know. Um, Henry Rollins. Yeah, Metallica. all throwing money into this case to help him. Um, and one of the guys, he, he, he was suffering from, he suffers from like learning difficulties and so forth. And they even got him to say he'd, he'd done this. Uh, you know, yeah, um, one of the three, the West yeah. Memphis three. Yeah, that's the story. Um, yeah, yeah. He was, he was bullied in the interrogations into saying that they did it. And that's basically yeah. how they ended up in jail. And they ended up spending a lot of time in jail, all mm. of them thinking they were going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, is a, which I think is a great example of why it's a bad thing, you know. Cause so, what, so, yeah, so what's your standpoint on capital I, I think punishment? it's bad, but then I will throw something in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, this is a, little a little caveat. caveat. Yeah. This is a, this Although is a... I think it's bad, I, I am the father of four daughters. Yeah. If something happens to your child... It changes How everything. do you feel? And now it, it, it's completely changed. So this is the this is the thing with it. This is such... So the, uh, you go, go. Right, there, there was a point that I was yeah. trying to make with John when we were talking about it, but I, I didn't execute it properly. And my point was that if something happens to one of your family members, um, in the moment, I think you, you, you could have it in you to kill someone, right? But if if you didn't in the moment, if you found them like two years later... That anger that you have towards them, even if you still want them dead, my point was that if you did have them killed, mm-hmm. I don't think you would feel any better for it. No, so my that, that was that was the point that I was trying to make, and and so by that, what's what is the actual point behind it? Well, okay, so on that, David, would you want to kill the person? By your hands, or would you happy for that person to be killed through the system? <laughs> you love, you love this is that anger. I think it's so yeah, unique this, this because I, show a dark side I, I always <laughs> think yeah, it's right, coming right. from the place yeah. of it's you who so wants this. it. So, so, so it's so not so about the, you want some <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not about the death yeah, penalty no. if it's by your hands. But the thing right. is, as well, kind of you know, in, yeah, in yeah, state society, the way that these people. Put to sleep, to say in a nice way, it's done by a total stranger that has no invested emotion in it. So they're just randomly killing people, which makes that old job a little bit odd. Mm. Somebody's there who's doing that job. Mm. If it was one of my daughters, then I'd actually, this sounds really dark, but I'd actually want to deal with it myself. Same. But I'd like, but I'd like to have the right where, to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Oh, so you, is where the family that's gets interesting. to stun the person. Really? Okay, so you, so you want to give the medication? Yes. David. But you, so even even if it was like years later, you'd still want to have that option to do it yourself. 
I would, but I also need to add that I'd need to know 100% yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah. a doubt that that person had done the So can thing. I... So they would have yeah. to like confess. And yeah. yeah. Can I... Out of... Point at it and no mental health issues. Yeah. No, yeah, right, right. Out of personal interest. Mm. Would you then eat them? <laughs> are you are desperate for us to get <laughs> onto cannibalism. <laughs> Peter and Rebecca. The Yilton would come out and play. <laughs> Peter and Rebecca have had some dark conversations uh, off camera, and we, we might have to bring him on. It's gonna come on camera. It's not. I'm, it's, it's so no. fucking weird. Let, let me circle around to it because I know we've had like brief conversations about spiritualism, and you've had your own journey. Yeah. And so, so does that kind of go against all the work that you've done spiritually if something was to happen like to any of your family members to then have like um you know you you want the choice to be able to do it yourself even if it was yeah, years I, later I totally see what, you, what you're saying here yeah. as well and, and it makes sense with a lot of religions but my religion is based upon um th they can't be good without bad uh, yeah right and that's right, the right. balance absolutely you know for you know for, it, you need the negative and positive in energy look at a battery mm -hmm. you know how it works so that's how i view spiritualism um after years and years of researching i'm still because it's only a belief you know i can yeah. only go by i've researched everything um and my conclusion as i stand right now is that that's okay yeah. It would be okay in that scenario to deal with it in that way. There's many religions that wouldn't believe that. It's funny but because if, yeah. I I agree with you with the positive and the negative thing. Yeah. But it like for my the way that I value the whole spiritual thing is that I wouldn't want to do it outside of a fit of rage. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't it doesn't follow my belief system, right? See, like the whole killing someone. Can I can I ask a, a question? Go on. Um, who would you put first? And, and if this is too personal, you don't have to answer it. But who would you put first out of? Do you believe in a God? Yeah. Yeah. So out of God and your daughter, who would you put first? Well, in what scenario? Just if you had to choose, like, like I mean, what it is is, is a, there's some religions where they say God has to come before family members, you know. Mm. Um, but I believe that they're all the same anyway. In yeah. in in this. Okay, so if we're going there, if in this human experience, yeah, we went there. in this human experience yeah. that I'm having, I would choose my daughter first. Yeah. But objectively, it's one and the same. Oh yeah. And and so just yeah. like where you would choose to to kill, or someone doesn't, yeah. it's for me, it's one and the that same. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no, hundred percent. It's yeah. one and the same for me. Like I have yeah. no judgment to either mm. option. Oh yeah. I just yeah. find it interesting for the for the options where, how. What's the underlying thing So what thing would be more it? powerful for you then as a person? Would it be knowing that this person who had committed this crime yeah. had then been put to death or them being alive and you forgiving them? That were exactly the second. The second. That would align more with my journey that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Having said that, if the person was in front of me and the crime had just been committed, mm. I'm pretty sure I would kill the fucker. That's yeah. interesting. Because I get angry yeah. in the thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if, if, yeah. if time passes and I contemplate and then I, I realign with the journey that I want to be on, mm -hmm. I would want to forgive. I would mm -hmm. want to get there. And I believe I could. It's mm -hmm. interesting how I believe I your could. mindset is with that. Because I mean, mm -hmm. I've been slighted in the past by people 
and then I work on forgiveness and forgiving them and forgiving myself and moving on and I think yeah okay we're all good not that anyone killed anyone that I love yeah right you know, mm -hmm. it's like of some sort right and then I meet them mm. and everything is back yeah, the very yeah, second yeah. they open their mouth and they're in front of me it all so comes I think back. If, if a person killed someone that I loved and they got away and I spent five years ten years forgiving them and forgiving myself for failing to protect my loved ones not being there and not being who I thought I meant to be in yeah. that moment to take care of my family. And they showed up, all that it all, come back. all that self-work, they would fuck right off. Yeah. So you, I'd knock yeah. their head off. You put that on yourself even. then to be the protector. Because then you're blaming yourself I've, I've for that the, situation. That was, rather that was than, definitely part of it. It's not the main yeah. thing. The main uh -huh. thing would be, it's terrible that someone that close to me died. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But yeah. you'd feel responsible a little bit for it, though. I feel responsible for everyone that I love and care. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it would be it, completely out of your control yeah. in that situation. Yes. It permeates every part of my life that I try to be there for everyone that I See. that I care about, mm -hmm. and also that I don't give a shit about the people who are outside of my sphere of influence, mm -hmm. like strangers that I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm mainly afraid of them, anyways. So, <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. that, that yeah. is a very so different viewpoint. Right? Even yeah. though I try to reach, it's a weird um, dichotomy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I I I care about all humans. I want you all to do good. I want you all to have a wonderful destiny. All positive things to all of you out there. We share as much as we can. We try to teach you. We try to give away to two designs. <laughs> we donate money to good causes. And at the same time, because you're out of my visual range, and I've never met you, and if I met you, then I would initially be afraid of you. Um, yeah. I don't care about it. <laughs> so fucked up, but that is the way it is. Okay. Yeah, fair it's enough. Just... So then, and so does it then take a lot for someone to enter that sphere because you hold everyone in that sphere in such high regard? Then I'll let Haywood answer that on that path. Do you think it's difficult for people to get within my sphere? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it can take years. <laughs> so really, no, I think it. I think it's clear that it does. Yeah, but I can Definitely. see that with Peter when you are in that he'll do anything for you yeah you know but i i want to add to that as well because uh you touched on to a good, a good point there as a father there's a few things that i'm gonna turn you a little bit yeah sure there's a few things that's my biggest worry with my daughters and this is this is a bit of a dark conversation now but one thing that would really worry me is if they got sick if they was bullied depression you know if they became really depressed or something you know your area of children taking their own lives and things that's an absolute nightmare for a parent uh, if they got kidnapped and yeah. i want to focus on the the kidnapping one you know let's say your child just want to be Liam Neeson yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um but yeah it's these thoughts came into my mind that like can you imagine if one of your ch one of your children was taken you didn't know where they were and the feeling I'd get as a father, because you touched on this when you asked that question, it made me think of it, is I'd feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And that would be one of the big, apart from the fact that I'm, you know, going <laughs> going crazy thinking about my, my poor child, it's the fact that I couldn't do anything to help and I'd feel helpless. And I think as a father, that's something that's embedded in me, in my instincts. Um, and that's quite interesting because you know it's I, I, I don't know i'm guessing it's in most men to feel that way yeah so uh, almost like, maybe it's in women it won't be in women as well it's not a failure 
then like so it wasn't like a failure to protect mm. it was actually the helplessness that mm. you couldn't fix the problem or solve yeah, exactly, it yeah. and it's yeah. i think it's a lot of all of it all of it mm. yeah, it's mixed a together. great big fucking combination of all the dark shit that will be happening. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. said it before, like having a child is the best thing that's ever happened to me and the most continually terrifying thing. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, like I'm, and, night on yeah. yeah. And like I've tried to, I've noticed there's so many kinks in how I am as a person that need to, I need to work on because of my anxiety with, with Bella. Mm-hmm. Because they're just disproportionate to the problem that's in front of me. You know, like she'll cough in the middle of the night and I'm like thinking about going to the hospital. And I know that it's irrelevant, uh, not yeah. irrelevant. I know that it's not real, but that's where my brain goes like all, like, in, like automatically. And I'm like, shit, stop doing this to yourself. Like you've got to be fair to yourself as well. That gets and give yourself some joys. So, sorry? It gets easier for a child because you, you learn to understand that just because your, your baby is coughing it's because they just don't understand how to swallow their own fucking drool they're not dying but the first time fuck you have no idea second time you have a clue yeah, man. I'm, I'm very lucky that my wife has several kids and she's very experienced and quite like down to earth about it because otherwise oh, for me for me like it, it's i'm still getting over from when bella had a stomach bug mm-hmm. uh a year and a half ago two years ago because she was so violently sick and like, and we did, we went to A&E and she was throwing up every 20 minutes and there's this like helpless little two-year-old that can't talk. And it's like, I think because of my experiences in the past, my, my default was the worst case scenario. And I believed it. Like in the moment, I really believed that the worst case scenario was happening. And it was so shocking to my system that like since then, whenever she coughs or like whatever, I'm just like... Fuck, yeah. I need to work that, that, on this trauma mm-hmm. that I've given myself or dealt, haven't dealt with. But that instinct you talk of, that saved my daughter's life. Mm. At two weeks old, she became ill and she was like sort of crying and everything. Um, but kids get, you know, get poorly. Yeah. But she went from crying to just making this like creaky noise. Yeah. And we felt something was wrong and instincts kicked in and yeah. took her straight to the doctors and they referred her straight to hospital. And she had meningitis. Jesus. And for two weeks, it was touch and go. And then all the tests afterwards. And I, I prayed to every single God, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I find religion like you never find religion. Yeah, right. <laughs> Offered myself in, in to replace anything that could happen to her and everything. And But the doctor said, if you're not brought to when you did, she may not be here today. Yeah, right, man. So I'm so thankful that I had that instinct and that I just, you know, because they were part of me, they were like, oh, it's probably just, she's just poorly. You know, and that's scary in itself when you start looking at the the alternative uh, mm. things that could have happened, right? Like how you yeah. could have reacted, how you didn't react. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrifying. I'm I'm just so glad that as they get older, they there's they those fears or li- they get they less. do, yeah. But you have new fears. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you course, worry, you worry. You know, I've gone like teenagers now and stuff, and you worry that they um, may not love themselves like you love them or. They could have a problem at school and they're not telling you. Yeah, the difficulties get more complex. Yeah, but it's the most beautiful thing that's ever happened. At the birth of uh, my daughters, I cried with happiness and all of that. But there is the fear all of a sudden, even to the point where um, I worked my way up in my my job into management and I was very ballsy, very confident. And I got to a certain point where I felt like um, everything financially was dependent on me. 
um, you know, my wife was at home and, you know, everything's dependent on me for my children. And if I do something wrong, I lost my job, for example, I had a new fear. Mm-hmm. And now I feared not being able to provide for them financially. And that's one of the things where I started getting work-related anxiety and depression. Yeah, yeah. And that led to a point where I had to give in that career because I, I became afraid to speak out and to be myself and to be true to myself. It, it affects you in all different ways, you know, like having children. How, um, how, is being, how is becoming a girl dad affected you? Because it's a completely different This is interesting because in the fact that, so I was doing martial arts from a very young age um, and I always had this idea of, you know, um, and I'm not being like sexist here, I just kind of had this thing where I thought having a son and him becoming some like UFC fighter and all these crazy things. I think you're not alone there. I think yeah. a lot of men in that position would think the same. And I know this isn't like, you know, a, a modern way to think or anything, but it's just, I, I'm just being honest, right from being sort of young myself, I always imagined that. And now I've got four daughters and I've tried more with martial arts and they've all done pretty, you know, done well what they've picked up and everything. But, um, but, but that, because I always sort of seek to having a son, having daughters was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, the, it's oh the universe gosh. giving yeah. you some lessons, man. Definitely. And, and I was definitely supposed to have girls, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a good thing if I had been a pushy dad or something. So, um, But it's amazing. It's just the sweetest thing. It's funny, when me and Briggy found out that we were having a girl, we were both so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I think, I think if, if we would say we have another child in the future, which is a possibility, if we have a boy, my initial reaction will be like, okay, here we go. Now the world's go. Here we, here we bloody go. It's wonderful it's different. to have boys though. I've, I've of course. got the yeah. responsibility for two. But if I, th- if I thought having Bella opened up some old wounds and triggers, having a boy, raising, raising an, a boy would open up so many more things mm-hmm. that I need to look at. Oh, it would be great for me, obviously, yeah. but yeah. it would be work. And it's mm-hmm. insane working with the responsibility of teaching. You, you're teaching someone to get through the world, but when it's a boy, you're also, it's so important to constantly teach them how to be decent others through the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was a fucked up mess when I was a kid and a teenager because no one guided me yeah. properly into being a decent human. Mm. I've been toxic in my youth towards men and women Amen. because no one fucking taught me anything yeah so i'm teaching our kids as much as i fucking can about how how to be decent humans and it's much more important for to teach boys that because they will go out into the world and make friends with other groups of lads and they'll be and how they treat be women locker room talk and male toxicity fucking everywhere <laughs> because i mean i remember I remember where I learned a lot of these negative behaviors. I don't, I don't want them to perpetuate that shit. That's a cycle that needs breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I'm gonna cut a short because okay. the next client will be walking in and all right. these things. This was just a, a very fucking heavy introduction. To this was an appetizer to David Best. I look taste. like aliens and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, can we do, should we do that next? Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 let's do, do it. Yeah. Oh, aliens and spiritual. This was just a taster of David Betts. <laughs> there, is, there is nothing that we don't talk about when David's yeah. here, so don't worry. Because this is It'll my first David experience. <laughs> the, 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 the David experience. experience. The David experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the JRE. Mm-hmm. On YouTube, JRE. we've got the podcast list, but you can have like different sections, so we could just have like the David experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, brilliant. And then all the episodes from when you come back. The David cast. Yeah. <laughs> 
we'll, we, cool. we will be back with more of David, more chat. There's lots of skin to decorate still. Yes. And hundreds of fucking weird ass subjects. And yeah, as mentioned, we've got history. We'll dive into some of that in a gentle way at some point as well because it's fun. <laughs> Stuff <Yeah>. gentle. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, check out our social media. Check out David's social media. As it's in the link Jabba below. Jabba the Rut. Jabba the Rut on TikTok. Uh, go spend your money on our web shop and make us all happy so we can plant some trees. And that's it. Thank you for this time, dear listeners. May you, well, you say it. Fuck off. Uh, be kind in the comments, but from us, fuck off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a mini fuck off from me.